Hello and welcome to Monocle on Culture. I'm Robert Bound. This week, Lump. Yes, you heard it right. Lump is a band consisting of the singer Laura Marling and Mike Lindsay, who's from the British folk group Tongue. Lump is also a big shaggy creature who appeared in the video for their debut single back in 2018, Curse of the Contemporary. The name comes from, well, actually, we'll let Laura Marling tell you about that in a bit. So I'm joined by the duo today to talk about their brand new album called Animal, which you might have heard us recommending on an episode a few weeks ago. This is Lump's second album, and it was made in Mike's studio on the English coast, where Laura would travel to to lay her lyrics over the top of his electronic beats. We talk about the recording process and channeling your words through the character of Lump, whoever that may be. Mike and Laura, thank you very much for coming into the studio today. We talked before we switched on the microphones about beechcraft, shell collecting, strange animal tragedies on the beach and things like this, which I feel is not entirely unrelated to your beautiful upcoming record. I mean, you guys collaborated brilliantly on your first Lump record. How do you kind of feel that you're getting into a collaborative frame of mind? Because obviously you both do your, your other work with Tongue and your solo solo projects as well. When when do you get a little collaborative itch? How does that work? What does that feel like? That's a good <laughs> question. Um, well, Mike, between the, the two records that we've made, Mike moved to Margate, so... Very Hence much the beach chat, yeah, yeah. Very much by the sea, <laughs> um, and uh, so it was a bit more intentional this time. I had to go down there when you had made some music for me to listen to, but we were not planning on making a second lump album. Oh, yeah, but we enjoyed it so much. We hadn't one. planned to not make a second. No, we had no plans. Just, you know, <laughs> okay. No plans at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you laid some stuff down. You go, this this needs Laura on it, or I wanted to listen to it. Is that is that how things start? Because you, it's a very dense, crunchy kind of backdrop. Yeah. Well, um, I guess it was different this time round because I knew there was a thing called Lump that did exist, and and I could write music that was for that world and mm. for that other universe that we kind of created before. Whereas before, it was a complete unknown path as to. Uh, song by song, where you know we were creating this this kind of world that seemed to speak to us in its own way. Yeah. And this time round, it was about trying to sort of tap back into that world, and it works with Lump, where I try and write some kind of twisted, wonky music, and then present it to Laura, who sort of looks a bit scared, and then <laughs> and then and then in theory is inspired enough to write her genius um, journey. Don't say in theory. It's, it's, it's the proof of the pudding is well, on the record. And she proves it every time. Yeah, <laughs> Don't come yeah. in here. Having a go at your collaborator. <laughs> so, yeah, correct. No, um, genius arrives. You know, hey, so, uh, I'll take it. Hey, hey, just coming up on the just on the 802 from Paddington. <laughs> the genius is turning up. I've read around that you you turn up without much and you kind of you riff off off the music that Mike's putting down, the beats, or, or how, how, how formed are these things before your words and your voice goes on to it? The music is kind of, when I get to hear it, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a world has been created. As you say, it's a very textual Mike mm. stuff. Mike stuff. Mike stuff, mm. yeah. Mike mm. universe. <laughs> and 
the first album that we made, I happened to be on a, you know, like following my nose on a whim of um, absurdist poetry and surrealism. But when I say that, I only ever investigate things like that very lightly. Um, Imagine if the whole record was done in clerihues. <laughs> Do you remember those from school? <laughs> what are they? I've never I don't know. Is it like there was a young lady from Tring who la la la? These sorts right. of things. Yeah. <laughs> a bit Edward Learish, but not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm unstudied, I guess, in that respect. <laughs> but um, I'm going to I'm going to write some notes down for for later reading. Yes. No, yeah. For lump three, we <laughs> lump do three. three. Lump three. Yeah. yeah. But I go, I usually, all my, you know, adult life, I collect like a vocabulary at the back of whatever notebook I'm using. If I'm particularly interested in a particular subject, it tends to build up around that particular subject. So absurdism and surrealism was a good one for that, for the first album. And then for this album, it was psychoanalysis. So I turned up with that notebook with all of this uh, vocabulary. And that was my starting point. Uh, Mike's starting point had been cycles of seven, which is what? tidal waves come in is that right well that's what oh, i yeah. heard i heard they 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 the waves come in cycles of seven and then i thought well i live by the sea now so maybe i should try and sort of utilize it somehow because when you're writing music with without any lyrical narrative that, that you know that you're not aware of it you kind of it's nice to set yourself a little set of um guidelines so uh, sevens was the so, guideline. So seven, that's a really <laughs> tough time signature, surely. Yeah. So and if you're putting lyrics to that, exactly. that's... Thank you. I, Finally, some sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's turned up to Mikesville and he's gone, I'll tell you what, we're going to make something that's basically impossible. Here you go. Here you go, Marling. Yeah. yeah. Try and put some lyrics to this. So, how, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. How does that work? You sort of... Because you have to walk fairly tenderly into that relationship right and into, into that into making that sort of musical matching words to that sort of music yeah quite a lot of it's off the cuff and unedited which makes some of it in my, when i listen back to it sound quite funny but for the things that are in seven four which is the majority of the album it's like breaking like you have as human beings i think you have an internal internal meter mm-hmm. you know and it is kind of iambic yeah, you are very comfortable talking in that respect. Americans have a slightly different one, or whatever. So to come up with phrases that fit seven is really a challenge. Yeah, and it makes so it makes the the meaning of the the words different. Yeah, somehow there, there's an element of um, you know how I think Bob Dylan did this, and certainly David Bowie did this. You know, taking you know almost like ransom notes where you kind of just yeah. take random sentences from novels or from magazine articles. Cut-up technique. Yeah, Cut-up yeah. technique. Yes, Thanks, yes, Mike. Yes. God, me struggling <laughs> around, sweating a bit down at, down at this end of the table, not being able to get my words out. Classic radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the cut-up technique. There's, it seems like there's a bit of that to it. That's a very squeaky bottle. Yeah, sorry. I just thought I'd squeak my bottle for a bit while you're doing that. Welcome to Mike's. I'll Mike's squeak it, I'll squeak it to again and, and leave it unsqueaked. Um, for future. I'm really joking. I'm sorry to pick you up on it. Um, but that, that presumably is that is, um, the, the language coming from psychoanalysis is not knowing what you've got until it's down on the page. Yeah. You don't know what you've been thinking about until it's in black and white or it's committed to to a tape on a, on a microphone, right? Yes. I've been a patient of psychoanalysis. I'm a fan of psychoanalysis. I think it's an interesting thing. And the, the thing... You know, the sort of narcissistic thing that's interesting about psychoanalysis is it's astonishing what you say that you don't realise you're saying mm. and what people do and they don't realise that they're doing. And the skill of an analyst is reading between the lines of what you think you're saying. And so that's what I like about something that, like Lump is that because we're in this shared world, you know, Mike's created this environment that opens up something that's very definitively different to my sort of solo brain, my solo musician brain. Mm. And I'm trying to 
do the between the lines talking rather than the surface talking. You know? That's tough to sort of second guess yourself. Yes, You're your absolutely. own psychoanalyst. I'm trying to not think about it. So it's like there's a lot of ambiguous gender language mm. in, in, in this album because yeah. underneath it all, we are all kind of all ambiguously gendered. So I think that's, you know, that's really the undercurrent speaking. And it's lump. It's an animal. It's a it's a it's, it's a thing. It's yeah. what it, you know is what is that thing? Is it a ma- is it a male lump? Is it a female one? It's uh, something. He's a sh- it's a shaggy dude. Well, I mean, sometimes I'm not sometimes you, it's a shaggy dude. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> which I can relate to. Um, no, I mean, lumps kind of morphing these days anyway into yeah. a into a kind of um, pastel tutu dude. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, lumps, um, whatever whatever you want lump to be isn't it so it's quite lump's quite useful for us to uh protect onto yeah we kind yeah. of we kind of we can just push push it out to lump and then blame it all on lump um <laughs> and uh <laughs> and you know we, do, we don't claim to understand lump or lump's world really no. so um we can't really defend anything if you've got a problem with it <laughs> 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 Fighting talk, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. um, that presumably is a nice thing. So we, we said at the beginning to have to have your to have tongue and your solo project and your solo work, Laura, and to be doing something that's collaborative and that you can blame it on the lump kind of thing. What does that? That must be f- quite freeing for both of you. I mean, Mike, what, are you sort of you're making different sort of sounds. You you've got. Does it give you more freedom to to not you know for it not to be under the tongue name, for example? Yeah, it does. I mean, there there are similarities in in tongue, I suppose, with electronics and experimentation. Yeah. But we're in a crunchy pastoral electronic world. It's very lovely. Yeah, thank you. Um, but lump feels much freer and much looser. And there's no there's no real rules other than the rules that that we want to set ourselves. And there's no other people. I mean, me and Laura have our own kind of roles, and it's it's sort of traditional kind of music and. And lyric, lyrics and vocals split down the middle, kind of thing. And we try not to try not to um, encroach too much on each other's. You know, we'll sort, we'll give each other suggestions, but it's it's nice to have your own thing to kind of really sort of delve into and mm. twist about in. And I, you know, I can just sit and play with my new toys in the studio and, <laughs> and not worry about it because I can blame it on on the lump. Um, yeah, so nice sequence that you've got there. Yeah, she says. That, yes, well, that, this, <laughs> yes, that's what Lump says sometimes. Um, and uh, quite nice and protective of Lump at the same time. <laughs> it's nice. Well, you've got it really. We actually, he doesn't, or she, um, or they doesn't uh, appear quite as much on Not this yet. new on this new uh, new cycle as the first cycle. But um, there's coming. more to come. Yeah. yeah. Hair on the pillow, blood on the shirt, pieces of love. So Laura comes on the 802 from Paddington. I know that's probably the wrong station for Margate. Mm, King's Cross. King's Cross, yeah. yeah. There's something kind of nice about that. Is that 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 sort of the ritual, the sort of sacrament of going to work, in inverted commas, which is what songwriters don't... Well, obviously you do, but it's it's funny. You're going the opposite way from all the commuters, perhaps, and all the rest of it. Not that there were many of those this last year, I suppose. But is that important to the process of creating it having that ritual of turning up for work sort of thing yeah absolutely um and i do that you know 
I do that every day anywhere. I get up and, and work. Do you work, go? Work do you go to? Do you work sort of work at home? Do you go to a studio? Do you go to a writing room? Or something? I have a studio downstairs in my yeah. in my house. But getting on the train to Margate, which is a beautiful train, and also when you don't have to go at commuting time, that's yeah. a, I think that's one of life's great privileges. And Margate is a very different mindset to me. You know, it's a very different place. I mean, you live there, you probably don't notice it anymore. Oh, I still know. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's gone native. <laughs> yeah, I have gone native, absolutely. I've gone full pirate. Yeah. Um, you know. Arr, what's the pirate's favourite letter? Oh, I don't know. You tell me what it be the C. Ah, oh. you meant to go R. Anyway. Um, and how does it? So Laura turns up with her with her psychoanalysis derived sort of slightly nonsense poetry. All these and reading between the lines between the lines and trying not to read her herself comes up with this book of lyrics how does that change your music mike how does that sort of does that that presumably pushes things on that, yeah that, that's another creative step we're talking about these two things clashing together and making this this record how's that yeah happen? it's always quite amazing when um uh lyrics and melody suddenly sort of pair with 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 the wonk and uh, that's be- a, such a thrill right when you it hear is it, it is yeah speakers, and it's yeah. um I find it really, it's really like a drug, you know, and, and so it's suddenly you're in this zone and, and time kind of stands still and it sometimes takes some time to get to that to get to get that point. Sometimes Laura disappears to the kitchen for about an hour when I think it's never going to happen and then you come up with, with the genius. And, uh, <laughs> and then it's just suddenly, it's, it's like it was always meant to be, you know, and that's, that's, that's the sort of greater than the sum of its parts moment, I think. Yeah. And that's when you know it feels like a... I don't know if you can say, oh, great, so we've made a great song. But, you know, it's... Um, we can say that. You've made a really, really <laughs> wonderful second record. We, yeah. That's, that's what we're here for. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Um, you do feel it at the time, and it is immediate, and it's, um, it's, a, it's a very special thing when there's something that never existed before suddenly exists. And it didn't exist before you got off that train to Margate, and... Um, and now it does, you know, mm. and um, and now we're talking about it. What about talking about it? It's a bit sounds a bit sort of navel gazing, but does that make it more or less real? Or do you go, what have I made here? When you have to explain it, because it's sometimes it's quite an ephemeral thing, and you're doing it through this, the prism of lump. You're not, you're not, you know, Laura Marley and Mike Lindsay. You're, you're lump. Mm. Is it like water trickling through your hands, or is it more solid thing when you talk about it? I wonder. That's a good, really good question because I think we have struggled to figure out a way, a sort of common language with which to discuss it. Because yeah. Lump seemed the name Lump, which was my goddaughter who was like eight or something when she she, she screamed from? Lump at me when I asked her what <laughs> <laughs> what she call her band, um, and it sort of had that and that sort of childlike name as well and whatever. We, and we we sort of felt like that was an appropriate thing for the to describe what we were doing, which is this, which is something very. Rare for me to experience collaboration in that way. I'm mm. extremely private in all senses, and I think because the collaboration was such a sort of, like is such a satisfying process, it's almost like we're in a bit of a daze about what we feel about it, and so it's quite difficult to then come and try and sort of I don't know. You're essentially I mean, trying to sell this it. This is the first time we've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. We've we never s- had it. Certainly, don't don't talk- talk- <laughs> we sort of come in and say, "So, what's the new record about, guys? You've got yeah. four minutes. Go, Dream." <laughs> Yeah, well, we, it's, it is interesting because we don't really talk about it whilst making it. In fact, we, you know, we don't, you know, we don't, we just sort of get on with it, really, don't we? Yeah. You know, that's our method, really, a sort of um, cup of coffee, bit bit of chit-chat, how's the train, and then um, 
you know. Yeah. She unfurls it. She got the bowler hat, the umbrella under the arm, yeah. the Financial <laughs> Times and the briefcase. Put all that down, and then just get on with being a bloody musician. That's right. Exactly. Okay. That's right. Get on with the job. <laughs> so uh, it is, yeah, it's, it is it is interesting, sort of retrospectively, sort of trying to think back, and 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 also now it's it's its own. You know, when you, a record is released, do you ever feel like this when suddenly it's not yours anymore, and it's like. Mm. Um, now it's out. Actually, it's not released yet, so um, so it doesn't. I agree with you there, as if I've ever made a record. Sorry, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, no, made a big podcast. time. <laughs> well, yeah, whenever Sorry. you make, whenever you make something. So when your podcast goes out, that's yeah. it. It's like you know, it's, it's for everybody else then, you know, and and um, and you you at that point maybe I I do anyway. You get to listen to it at, maybe as as somebody else, somebody yeah. that didn't make it. So then you can just talk a load of nonsense about it because I didn't make it, you know. So it's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> um, That's uh, you, you know. You said that you're 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 a private person. Having this form of writing lyrics and you know making the putting the words to the music is the way that you've done it this time. Is is that's at, at a remove and i think you said in some of the in some of the materials that came with the pressing of the of the record that it's been i think you described it as putting on like a superhero costume because you don't have to be Laura Marling for example you can be this you can indulge in another personality or you can be completely fictitious yes or fictional yes that's presumably quite freeing as well isn't it and sort of more satisfying in a way because i think you know, it's taken me this long as well to not to be so kind of messy, I think, you know, like songwriting or as Laura Marley, though I, I would uh, defend most of it as being not my, my least favourite word, confessional. You know, it is intentionally written stories, but obviously it's messy in that it leaks into my real experience. The way I write for Lump is more, definitely more intentional in a way in that, you know, I think the pro- not necessarily in the process, but the the outcome I feel is more interesting because it's more universal. Mm. You know, it's trying to touch on universal, pull on universal strings. You know, and also yeah. it's not presumably nice to have a, a, a sort of an official collaborator. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, not have to deal with my own self. Well, no, because time. yeah, because <laughs> even though your commute is just going down into your studio, or whatever. Yeah, it's there's quite a lot of looking in the mirror and, you know, there's the white sheet of paper every morning, in a yes. way. You know, they do this in advertising, or they always used to do this in advertising, you'd have, like, a writer and an art director, you'd have these buddies, people would be buddies all the time, or you've got two songwriters together, you've got Leon McCartney, you've got these people who kind of, like, they're competitive, but they're in a gang, and a gang of two, and it's kind of nice, it must be nice to be in, be in Mike's gang and for Mike to be in Laura's gang, right? creatively I kind, of think that would be, I kind of think that would be nice it Holly and nice. I make this programme and you know we're like a little gang of two and it's kind of nice yeah it's definitely good because it keeps it also keeps you moving on through stuff that's not working no moving on yeah right. <laughs> no but we must try harder on this one <laughs> it's going to be great uh, no I mean it's it's amazing for me to be able to work with you I mean it's uh, not many people get to make sort of whatever I make with strange little analogue noises and things like that and know that I'm going to be able to collaborate with someone who can somehow decipher it and bring poetry and and beauty to it, you know, and so I'm very lucky for that. So, thanks. Oh, nice. my great pleasure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's just taking that down. She's like, I'm taking that, putting that in the notebook. Um, I'm always interested in how people put these things together or how you collect, how you kind of harvest thoughts and ideas for records or, or any work of art actually do you have a dictaphone do you recording things on your phone melodies bits hearing something sort of field recordings ish kind of idea I used, I used to do field recordings yeah on a on a sort of um 
Zoom. little Zoom recorder, yeah. yeah. It was an Edirol, actually. After um, getting the cut-up technique wrong, I managed, I'm glad I managed to pluck field recordings out yeah, of my nice, back of my nice. head. Yeah. Field re- <laughs> I was a field recordist. Our tongue used to do quite a lot on tour, so we'd yeah. grab, grab loads of bits and bobs and then they'd end up on the next record, which was quite nice. And there are little bits of found sound and things on, on, um, on this and, and the first one. But mostly I like to start in the studio with, with an instrument, with a synth, and, mm-hmm. just, and just let that start speaking, and then it will start informing jigsaw puzzling things together. So it's, it's not that thought out. It's an organic process for me. I do occasionally sit there with a guitar in front of a movie and not really be watching the movie, and then some chords will pop out, okay. and, um, and there's like, oh, and maybe I'll put that down on the phone, come back to it later. But often I'll go, I have to be in the mood to write something so I'll just turn on an instrument and just enjoy playing with it and then things will develop from there that's that's how it often works for me that's and, cool and lyrically Laura what <clears throat> do you I mean I always feel like you might have a notebook this way up and then you turn it over and use the back of it so one, one side's Laura Murray and one side's Lump it is, you, <laughs> it is like that's, that if yeah. you've only got one notebook and you have to, you're doing two projects you kind of turn mm, it yeah. over and hope that the people I have don't see the other side. This very notebook. It's, it's Is that really this, true? Yeah. Because oh, when, when we were doing this um, this record, I was writing Song for Our Daughter, which was my record. And the front was Song for Our Daughter, and the back and the other way was Lump, okay. which was kind of perfect because Lump is like feels like the back and the other way. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sort of felt like that to me, just listening to it and listening to the, your, your solo record. It's like the upside down yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that is exactly. I can't believe I guessed it. that. Yeah, it's great. Mike, it's a bit spooky, isn't it? Maybe Weird. you should write the yeah. next lump album. <laughs> witchy, witchy, some might say. Witchy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you make the record and then you talk about it and then you go, mm, what is it really? But then you take it out on tour. You're doing a shortish tour, I suppose, as necessity dictates this year. That's lovely to sort of commune with people and, mm. and, and, and the music in a different way. You know, are you rehearsing for that right now? How, how are you kind of, do you have that, on, well, having made the record, is that kind of on lockdown? You kind of got it, you've got the sort of beat memory of it and you, you've got the lyrical memory of it in the back of your head or do you have to kind of quite rigorously rehearse to get that public proof? <laughs> for me, it feels extremely rigorous. Well, it's a, right. com- it's a complete relearn. In fact, well, also, it's be- yeah. because of the way we do it in the studio, there, there's, there's been no band kind of mm. touring this and then you lay it down in the tr- trad, trad yeah. way of making a record. So, you know, it's, a, it's rigorous. Yeah, well, yeah. we started and it's been great. Oh, it's and great, yeah. and um, the band is four of us. There's also Simon Ribchester, who's our common friend, is sort of how we met. Um, who plays guitar in Laura's band as well. And Matt Ingram, who also plays drums in your band. In fact, I stole your band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Anyone else? <laughs> we could get more of them. We could get more of yeah, them. Um, yeah. but, they, but interestingly, they take on a completely different persona as well when yeah. it comes to sort of the lump, the lump band, you know. So, um, yeah, it's been exciting. For, for It was last week we were had a few days getting, nice. it, getting it together. Yeah. And it's sounding uh, real and... Um, and punchy yeah um and magical you know and and that that experience and that feeling that we had from playing the shows from the last album i think was one of the reasons why we wanted to make another record Mm. well for me anyway because we like they were fun the shows were fun and and, and the record became a kind of sort of shoegazing monster journey out of a 32 minute sort of mini album yeah the crucial bit of the shows that we did last time is because we only had 32 minutes of music wigging out yeah, we just well, the show was only forty five minutes long, so there was only thirteen minutes of, of wigging out. 
<laughs> it's not. It's good not. Amount it's of not. Wig. Yeah, it's a good amount of wig. But um, <laughs> but you know, it's like we did two shows a night, mm. and it was for me. I I really dislike being at like three hour shows. I really resent it. I never want to stand up or watch music for three hours. Like the boss. Like the boss. I'm not interested. I only know four. It's songs quite a lot. <laughs> Hungry heart. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, actually. I, mean, I was going to ask you about brevity being the soul of wit and this being such another... Again, like, thanks, thanks, guys. How long is this one? This is short and sweet. This new record. A bit longer, actually. It's a tiny about, bit longer, yeah. About, about, well, I think about 44, 45. Oh, it's... Yeah. Mm, it's like... It's average, the yeah. pro, It's the, your prog opus. <laughs> well, relatively, compared to the... Don't have a go at the prog opus. No, I won't have a go. <laughs> um, it is more proggy as well actually than, than the other one but I like the wig out and I, mm. I, I agree with you I don't think a three hour show is the thing but I can last longer than 32 minutes um, mm. uh, watching a show as long as it, it, it moves you know and, and it surprises you and it keeps you like entranced in the trap and I think that's what we managed to I hope we did anyway managed yeah. to, to sort of encapsulate with the last the last performances and, and I think a combination of of both records this time and and creating this this new journey is going to be um, three hours long, and it's going yeah, to be yeah, yeah. He's got he's going full <laughs> King Crimson. I'll, aren't do, you? I'll do the crim. Yeah. I'll just step off for an hour. And step come off. Back for the yeah, last yeah. Hour. Steph, come back. <laughs> Still wigging. <laughs> We've lost. We've lost. Yeah. Where's she gone? <laughs> she just got bored. She got fed up. <laughs> um, she's watching Bruce Springsteen on her phone. <laughs> Am I right in thinking? I think I read about this for the last record. You built the lump, the cre- the monster, the creature. Yeah. So for this record, Have you rebuilt it. No. I so for this record, I've built the lump. So for oh, okay. the last record, we had this amazing guy, Esteban Diancono. He built this CGI lump mm. character. This time, I built a real life one. An analog one. An analog one. Yeah, <laughs> out of tool, um, which I bought like mm. offcuts of tool, which I bought off eBay, and I had you know. A little bit of time on my hands, but it was like when we were, you know, Lump was getting pushed back because of the pandemic and I was getting worried. Lump's so important to me and I was getting worried that it was going to lose its kind of like worldly form. It sounds a bit hippy dippy. Mm. But anyway, so I, I sort of literally gave it a worldly form. And then now I'm I'm also recreating that with this animation software I've built a 3D version of what I've built in real life on your computer on my computer and I'm animating that because I feel like I need to give it some form of some kind anyway I might have too much time on my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Au contraire I think we all and is he is is the lump is the creature going to make it out to your shows yes the physical the physical one yeah Watch out, Mike. Uh, yeah, You've got competition um, from I a shaggy thing. I mean, Lump did come out briefly on, on, the, last, on the last tour, but um, the person who, who was um, inside Lump uh, would have been dead within a minute and a half if they couldn't have got <laughs> Lump. Hot, really hot. So hot and, and no air, yeah. yeah. It, was, um, it was like leaving a dog in a car with no windows. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> um so we'll bring that one out again. And yeah, mine one's a bit more airy. It's got a bit more... Mm. Okay. Tool, lump. Tool's a bit Ventilated more Ventilated lump. Yeah. Um, thank you both. I love the record. It's, it's so wonderful. And I love the first one. And really looking forward to seeing seeing it happen live. Mm. Wigging out the prog opus. Yeah, with, yeah. Without yeah. Laura, who, who's yeah, sodded off. Yeah, the second half. Come yeah, the yeah. second half. I'll be backstage with the rose out. Come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you both very much for your time today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Finding it hard to believe 
Thanks to Laura Marling and Mike Lindsay of Lump and their new album, Animal, is out this Friday, the 30th of July, on Partisan Records. Monocle on Culture, of course, was produced by Holly Fisher and I've been Robert Bound and we'll be back at the same time next week. But for the time being, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you.